Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with ant-man ant-man was released on july 17th 2015 it was written by edgar wright and joe cornish with a screenplay by those two along with adam mckay and paul rudd uh paul rudd himself on this one and then it is directed by Peyton Reed. I'm Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you, especially today. Mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to this one. Uh, we're, we're rounding out the f- phase two. Phase two of the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. We're rounding out our latest phase of covering the comic book movie journey through film. This will be our last little installment of it for a little bit. And we got Bad Batch coming up and finishing up winter is blooming our game of thrones rewatch mm-hmm. and we'll see we'll see thereafter but uh ant-man baby i love ant-man this is uh this is a top three mcu movie for me pretty yeah. comfortably um underrated. how are you feeling about it criminally underrated uh this movie i think it's it's one that just kind of even on even for me personally it flies under the radar mm. um Whenever I just think of my favorite Marvel movies, um, and I don't know, maybe Quantumania just kind of put the nail in the coffin for me. Not really thinking of of Ant Man movies as ones of my you know my favorite ones, but this one's just it's gold. It, it's like the whole movie is so good. It's so unique. It's not like any of the others. Um, or I mean, it has some of the Marvel flair. Oh, to sure, it, for but... sure, but. Um, I don't know, it does a lot of different things that, that makes it unique. Like the, I don't know, Luis's little breakdown scenes where he's, he's doing like, yeah. the, the, oh my God, dude, I love yeah. those scenes so much. It's oh, actually a potential for my favorite. Oh, Michael like, I'm, Pena. I'm not even playing. He is like, so fucking good in pretty much everything he's in <laughs> and he's got incredible comedic chops. So seeing him yeah. kind of bring kinda, it to Ant-Man, I love everyone. It. I mean, like, well, not everyone is like purely comedic but paul rudd you know we got a kc native up in here which is cool oh, yeah or I, I, was he born here I, I i'm i don't know he's he's known for being from yeah. here i don't know if he was necessarily born i guess i don't know if he was here. born here but he was bred here but you know born yeah bred, AC. yeah yeah um so it is it is just really cool like seeing him as you know at right Super now good. i guess he's in infiltrating in avengers you know uh headquarters but eventually will 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 join the squad and just to think that uh I don't know uh does yeah I guess we do know where he's from he is from like a, upstate New York somewhere um in, in the movie around yeah. Spider-Man and yeah I guess I guess all of them so okay I was going to say uh maybe we don't know where he's from Is um, that where this movie takes place? Is we this do. movie New York? I think so cuz well at, at least the Avengers 
headquarters. It's upstate New York. I think they just say upstate. I don't think it's anywhere oh, specific. That's true. But they do mention other heroes that are in the works. Like whenever I think uh Yeah. Sam is talking to someone. We got maybe. somebody who swings. Um, we got somebody who crawls. We got yeah, like they mentioned mm-hmm. Spider Man without mentioning so I think, Spider Man. I think they're up in I don't know, because they're not in the city city, but um well, well, he gets out wait, of hold what? on. Where's San Wait a Quentin? minute. This is like San Francisco. I was going to say it it's San Francisco, isn't it? It's California. He gets out of San Quentin at the beginning of the movie and he doesn't go very far. And San Quentin, I'm pretty sure, is a Californian prison. Yeah, this is uh, very hilly. This is not New York. What so? Yeah. I don't know what I'm thinking. Wait. Maybe well, maybe they, well, it's, it's just the Spider-Man connection. They don't oh, really well, and they go to the Avengers facility, but they don't really specify that that's like a a cross country trip that they have to take during this movie. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Which I think I is didn't... just a matter of convenience. You never even really realize mm-hmm. it. You know, they just go, we're getting into this facility. It's in upstate New York and that's it. You know, uh, okay. I'm pretty sure yeah. most of the bulk of the movies in California. So, uh, mm-hmm. that is pretty yeah, for funny. sure. Um, for sure. Um, definitely. Yeah. I think if it's, if they don't actually call it San Francisco, I don't know. I think, I think they do. Right. Cause they, they they call Queens Queens. They call like everything oh, yeah, else yeah, yeah. kind of the same. I think it's it's everything's the same there. Yeah, that's San Francisco. Uh, like, oh Marvel yeah, I, I, any, I, um, like I don't remember. Uh, I'm like Shang Chi. Shang Chi's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And Ant Man and the Wasp. I feel like I remember some of those hills as well. Um, that lead down to the fucking docks and the and and the shore over there. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe we're onto something. Um, regardless, uh, I fucking love this movie, man. I think that mm. it, it benefits a lot from the, uh, involvement of Edgar Wright, who is an incredible, incredible director and incredible mm. writer. He's, uh, he's got a keen sense for just storytelling in general. And he actually got kind of booted from the director director's chair of this movie um, because Kevin Feige wasn't on board with his auteur vision for Ant Man, um, he wanted something well, a bit. He wanted something a bit more commercial. Um, he wanted something a bit more normal, um, which is just a really, really good example of what Marvel does. Um, they're like, oh, we have a really talented filmmaker in Edgar Wright who's done so many great things. Who's you know, a lot of great comedies and a lot of uh, just a bunch of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he went on to do even better stuff hereafter, like Baby Driver, which is an eternally cursed movie because of the cast, but it was good. Um, uh, wow! And you know, just last night a normal Soho, movie, just a normal. Wanted, they wanted something a little more, and even so, they still managed to make probably the most unique MCU movie. The only one that I think even kind of compares to it is Iron Man three another one of the most unique MCU movies in terms of vision, in terms of execution. Um, and obviously guardians of the galaxy, it's kind of, there's a little bit of a different thing there, but you know, even for the MCU, you could argue that Thor and Thor, the dark world kind of set the stage for what they were able to do with guardians of the galaxy, you know? Um, yeah, regardless, um, this one feels more adult as well. It's it. There's, there's some, it feels more like a movie. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think I think it still shines through a little bit of what he, um, of what like they were trying to accomplish of making a normal movie. It, it shines through at some points, um, because like 
there's some things that are not MCU. Like whenever, um, I don't know. They, I don't know what they're. Oh yeah, they're trying to break in to. Is it now Cross Industries? So it's no longer Hank and yeah, Cross Technologies. Um, yeah, Cross Technologies. Uh, so they're breaking in to Cross Technologies, but they need to expand the gang. Uh, so the trio joins. Um, mm. and the heist they, film, man. Yeah, that was really cool. That's a little dope. have kind of a lot of little mini films throughout, mm. um, which is is really really You're cool. Son of a bitch, um, I'm in. You know yeah. uh, that that sort of vibe. Uh, I absolutely like Paul Rudd is I remember, you know, when the pandemic really hit and it was 2020, the lockdown happened. Um, uh, a thing that me and my family did up to that point was we watched every MCU movie that we could hmm. or that there was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of fun showing them these movies and kind of being like, I remember when we got to this one, my dad was like, Paul Rudd's a fucking superhero. You know, he's like, what? Cause True. I mean, I grew up on Paul Rudd because I, my dad loved Anchorman. So, you know, 60% of the time it works every time the, the Brian Fantana of it all. Like mm-hmm. he's just so he's just such an every man, you know, and they do a really good job of playing that up. And I love, I love mm. the characterization of Scott Lang and I like Paul Rudd playing him. He obviously doesn't get to do, Ironically enough, while this is definitely his best movie, he does a lot more performance-wise in every succeeding Ant-Man movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, And including uh, Endgame also. Like, uh, all those, like, he gets to do a little more, you know? And he he does a great job here. He centers the whole thing, obviously. But uh, it's it's fascinating to watch him probably come in, like, fourth if you're picking a performance. yeah, you know, yeah, I, really, I, I went. Yeah, I don't know. I guess his his moments where he could have gotten emotional were more action moments. Like he had to go into the quantum realm to save his daughter, and like mm-hmm. you can't really have a moment He's where he sits down and, and, and like and... yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, you're. I think you're you're definitely right. When I was thinking of performances, it wasn't wasn't him that was jumping to the front. He didn't do bad. Um, no, not by any stretch he, of the imagination. Um, There's just a lot more that other characters get to do, you know, I think that, I mean, shit, each of the next three, Michael Douglas as Hank M, Evangeline Lilly as, mm. uh, as a uh, fuck Janet or hope, hope, um, hope. Yeah, hope and Corey Stoll as Darren cross. Uh, they all, I mean, shit, even Bobby Cannavale as the stepdad. He's fucking great in this movie. I love Bobby Cannavale also though. So like, that's just a little bit of a mm. personal bias thing. Um, yeah. I mean, he plays the, at first you kind of hate him, you know, you're, you're like, okay, dude, you're going a little hard, like a little hard on this dude. Oh no. You know? and, like and, you obviously, um, even, uh, Cassie is on, is, is, you know, against him. Like, uh, she gives, like, she gives my kinda, favorite line of the movie, uh, whenever they're talking and she's like, are you looking for my daddy? And he goes, yeah, you know, I am. Then she goes, I hope you don't catch him. I fucking love yeah. it. I fucking love it. She's Mostly awesome. because. My runner-up in character is Cassie Lang. Full stop. It's what everything uh, is for, dude. It's it is. Like, and yeah. she, like, more so than any other MCU movie, I don't think there's another child who stands out as, besides, again, 
Iron Man 3. The other the other one that I would point to as a good comparison for this movie, uh they they bring a child to the forefront and kind of let them I don't know, be kids a little bit, you know? Like they they feel they feel goofy, they feel mm. fun, they yeah. you know, they feel innocent and there's something really really unique about that. They're great foils for, you know, for Bobby Cannavale and for for the for the police, but but a great compliment to uh Scott Lang to Paul Rudd, you know? And I, I think that's so like she didn't get my character. I was close to it, but Cassie Cassie was my runner up in terms of character because I just I just fucking yeah. loved her in this movie, man. And her birthday party, him showing up, giving her the the little ugly doll, so you cute. know. Yeah. The dad you know, at first being like, uh dude, like what yeah. the what and did she you loves get her? It. But she's like, Oh my yeah, you know, I just love the way um, they hammer that home that like nobody Gets Man, this could have been such other. a good normal movie. Wow. Right. That no, that's that. the thing is that like when it comes to like my dad, I'm fairly certain this is his favorite Marvel movie because th- there it's the lowest level of entry. There's like nothing you mm-hmm. have to get prior to this. There's no, no like, you know, they make mention. No, the Falcon. And, that's like the only thing in Avengers uh, headquarters, but you don't even see a single Avenger. It's just mm-mm. Sam um, up there and that's it. You know, well, it's like, the thing is too is that like it's it's obviously superhero stuff, but the action adventure stuff is so unique and incomparable to everything. Like even to succeeding Ant Man movies, um, Where the did sense stuff of scale, yeah, went away with Edgar Wright. Where I'll did tell it you that. go, man? Um, it was so cool. Like like just seeing him run through the tunnels with the ants, or like in the bathtub, or just every time he went small. The sense, the sense the, of scale. The camera went small. Yeah, the yeah. camera went small too. And now I think it's only done whenever he's doing something so important. The camera needs to show what he's doing whenever he's small. But if not, I don't. I don't know. I I I'm not sure. I but I feel like the camera goes and and goes small with him. But maybe it just doesn't. I don't, they don't, I don't have, know what there, the there's something about is. the vision here that does that gets that gets lost eventually, you know? Like they don't the sense of scale and the sense of weight when he is small, I feel like doesn't translate. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, obviously in Civil War is the first time he goes big, which is the next movie in the MCU. And thereafter, they do a lot more with him being big than they do with him being small. Um hmm. and frankly the only movie it works in is for like the final few scenes in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, Quantumania, the sense of scale there is horrendous. Um, it's like so bad, when he's yeah. giant, you cannot tell he's giant, you know, like it's so th- that's the sort of thing that I love about this movie is my favorite shots of the movie. Every contender is the sense of scale versus other yeah. everyday normal shit. You know, what I ended up landing on was him hanging off the edge of the vinyl record while it's spinning. Like, I love the way everything. Oh my God, dude. Was that was awesome. Yeah. So fucking cool. Um, so creative. And I think maybe that's it. It's not necessarily that the camera gets smaller with him. It's the scenarios that he is in that are, that are just, it's so creative. They're so like, that's, it's just cool. You're like, oh my God, that's what it would be like if you're a little dude experience in the world you know i mean the final fucking battle takes place on a goddamn train play set that's so fucking cool like that is a great idea 
in in the constant like back and forth of him being super scared underground when like ants are coming to pile on him and then he like busts out of the ground he's like that was a lot scarier a couple seconds ago you know and then like their whole fight it's a you know it's like the same thing it's on a thomas you know whenever whenever like the what's his name fucking darren cross cross yeah i only know cross but darren darren modok um yeah eventually modok but um i guess modok at the end of this movie by now but yeah uh darren a good old darren was um you know just hit by the train and then it zooms out and then just you know you see just the little like them just fall off the tracks and it's barely anything and i don't know that i think that's that's what it is it's it's the creativeness of it because you're right my my shots are both whenever it does go small and it's the first time he puts the suit on in the bathroom and he goes into the the shower and it's like Mm. it, it kind of the camera like follows him dropping down and then like like kind of rotates around him and then like it shows like you know the drain it says like an inch and a half um and even that looks massive compared next to him and it's like i thought that was just really cool like a creative first like suit up shot um and then the other was i think the one i will go with uh because this one was just so badass and probably took a lot of time for these vfx workers um but it's whenever he um is in the kind of server room at cross technologies and they have to fry it up and then they're all frying it and then he jumps on antony and just flies through all the electricity and like there's kind of you know it's it's a vfx shot for sure but it's a oneer you know kind of just all the way through like this like very tight path and i thought it was just it was just awesome the amount of detail that was thrown in there uh like they didn't need to do that he could have flown over the top of all of them and then you know into the door or or whatever um but you know, it, whenever it could be fun, it was fun. Whenever the, he went into the water pipe, it was like a a raft built out of ants that he was riding yeah. on. You know, the whole time it was like it was just fun the whole time. And and that's the thing is, I said this could be the most normal movie, but it is also the movie that is the least afraid of its comic booky aspects, aside from Guardians of the Galaxy, like. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just that this character and this idea lends itself so strongly to, I mean, like, it literally came at the perfect time. This movie could not have been made this well ever before. Um, I mean, Ant-Man requires, yeah. requires this level of VFS. It, it Like, mm-hmm. you can do other stuff with scale in a practical sense. And it can look cool, but it can't be as expansive as some of the stuff they did here. Um, so like, I just love that they did it when they did it and they did it so effectively, you know, I think that, uh, it's, it's just outstanding that now 10 years later, Paul Rudd is still kicking it in the MCU, you know, he's still Mm -hmm. out here. And I think that that's like, that's fucking kick ass, you know, like, uh, it's maybe that is why this is such a golden age or golden era of comic book movies is because we, we haven't quite entered the era of where it's effortless to just do in post and do um on a computer and just have everything kind of done on a on a computer they had to still do a lot of things in camera and then enhance um the the vfx shots through post and stuff like that and and then slowly we're seeing the transition of this is i think this is it this is is the end this is the end of phase two 
Yeah. Phase three is when that's is when What's that the first happened. Phase three movie. Civil War. Is it? Okay. Which is I'll fine. Be... It's fun. Mm-hmm. But it, it when it comes to the stereotypical Russo Bros, we're gonna shoot this on a giant lot that doesn't have a lot going on, and it's just a bunch of it's a boring ass setting. We're we're at an empty airport. Oh yeah, um, dude. Oh, it, I, I I see the difference now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like, pretty it, clear. It, it, it's he pretty he suits up for the first time here. He falls to the bathtub and then through an air vent. He's then in a party and tr- trying to be stomped on, and then he falls through mm-hmm. another air vent. And he's like, and you know, it's it's kind of total chaos, but it's it's all just crazy. I don't know, creative, um, yeah, things that you never think of about, like if if you were a small man running, I don't know, just running through the world. Well, and it's something that, you know, I think that there in phase three, I got there's a few examples that are obviously standouts in terms of the environment and kind of creating something that is visually appealing while also being well done. You know, I think that when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the settings there are fucking brilliant. Like those are gorgeous, gorgeous places to be at pretty much every turn of the movie. Um Mm-hmm. Black Panther has a lot of great settings. It has a lot of great places we go. Um, but the VFX in Black Panther are not as good as the VFX in Ant Man. Um, and Even so, the like, aging here was pretty impressive. The aging is fucking um, phenomenal. Um, it's like, I was like, whoa. That's whoa, something whoa. the MCU, I don't think, is ever missed on. Uh, the the way that they do de aging yeah. is fucking brilliant. Uh, like it's it's it was really good uh, at the at the beginning and and yeah, VFX here are pretty seem like I don't think there was really any shots where I'm like, oh okay, that was a little little eh or a little it it took me out. But but in Black Panther, like even in Black Panther, one that comes to mind is just their fight down in the like train system and the the mines, you know, down there. It's like you mm-hmm. can tell you're like, ooh, okay, that well, is we've a three D similar- model. Um, We've got a similar 1v1 with the, you know, the antithesis character. You know, just the, we have the same abilities, but it's flipped on your head. It's flipped on its head and we're facing off here. Like this is 10 times better. Uh, Yeah. It's 10 times more well done than the Black Panther one. I would argue that the Black Panther, the fight is like the meaning. More meaningful. The fight is a little bit more there. Yeah. Uh, But regardless like and this is this is something that the mcu has been doing for years the incredible hulk iron man the exact same red skull Mm -hmm. versus cap similar thing the super soldier serum thing like it just it's what they do for the first introductory movie typically is Mm -hmm. here's the exact opposite of you as the villain um and yeah i would argue this is the best example of it like there's a lot of things very little this yeah. watch uh for me like things that i didn't realize before uh that apparently um the particles mess with your mind a little bit you know mm-hmm. if if you use them and and it seems the most that i took out of that was that it just makes you more who you are or it it like brings out your inner i don't know i, I was trying to figure out what they what they meant by that um because hank seemingly used them all the time you know, but and and was he worried that he was going down the Darren road? You know, and that's why he stopped. And he's like, okay, whoa, like these particles—they're 
they're messing with my, I'm a soldier now. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm killing for the government, Dude, you know, basically. I um, think that's a part of it. Um, if you recall, there's a what if episode where he, after Hope's death, he loses his fucking mind because he doesn't take the fucking suit off. Uh, he just oh. keeps and he murders the Avengers. Um, oh my God, that's right. Oh yeah. my God, he was the one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so like, man, that, yeah. it's not like a, it just makes you more you, like the super soldier serum. So it does it's, actually just it make makes, you crazy. It makes you go nuts. It makes you go psycho. Uh, and mm. so why has that and, never been, I guess, because has, like, has he just been He specifies that there's something they do with their with the helmet and the Ant-Man suit that Darren does not know about and can't know about because oh. the only way to ever have figured it out is by having worn it in trial and error sort of thing. So, like, he's just building the suits with the serum. Okay. He's not factoring that in. And so Scott's got so some already sort of fixed by now. Going. Okay, yes. so Hank has already resolved the. He's problem. already figured mm-hmm. out a way to fix that. Um, okay, I must have missed. I must have missed that little detail. It was very. There. It was very blink and you miss it. But I was. I. I, I thought it was. It was pretty important for the for the sake of. Uh, okay. Just the logic of the movie, which is pretty yeah. sound. It's actually pretty mm-hmm. incredible how well maintained. You know, usually there are things that we've talked about that you, you know you can kind of poke holes in through it, like most Marvel movies, and there's probably some here. But there's there's not not many that come to mind, if any. Um, I don't know. Pretty. Yeah, I mean, when you deal with shrinking shit and all that, you know, whatever. But as far as like just uh, people's, um, what's the word? Why they why they are wanting to do the things they do? Um, their motives. Yes. Um, as far as like the motives and and motivations for every character, it all all makes sense. Um, Darren. Um, is, is just like a younger version of Hank and, and Hank, I don't like, you know, saw something in him was bright and whatever. And, and now Darren's going down the path he is, but, but he's the one who kind of like makes it very clear. Oh, well, I guess, I don't know. It's figured out before, but he's like, well, you know, it's obviously, um, you're trying to protect your daughter and, and make up for what? Oh my God. What was the. What was the trope there between there? Because he Scott, he wanted Scott to be in the suit so that it mm. wasn't Hope to just protect her from danger. But well, that's how he lost Janet. There was like there was like some other, um, there was some other kind of connection between Darren and Hank. I I felt, um, and it and it, it felt like Hope was involved too. I don't know what, maybe, I don't know, maybe that is all it was. Um, hmm. I don't know. I'm not Like I, the mentor thing? Sure. Is that like uh, just him? Yeah, maybe some of that was there. I don't know, like the son he never had. I, maybe, oh, okay. I guess maybe Darren would have ideally been the person to take over the suit, and then he realized, no, he's not. So then he started looking at Scott and or looking into a, a someone else to take the suit. Um, yeah. Hope was was just always out of the question, just because of the danger, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because of what happened to Janet, um, for sure. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. Um, that he might have been the actual, um, you know, the torch would have been passed to Darren instead of Scott. Um, so it is truly just like uh, the antithesis to to Scott. Darren is, um, 
because I mean Scott's a he has an engine or electrical engineering degree. I kind of caught that this watch. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. you know, and like the way he breaks into the safe, gets the fingerprint, you know, with the glue and the tape and like all Gross that, and like freezes the shit. I'm like, yeah, he's like, it, like I, I, I never gave him that credit, um, at mm-hmm. all. Well, it's because um, they never touch on it again. Um, oh, that's something man. that that really falls through the cracks in the movies to come. Is that they treat him like a little bit of a dumbass and. You know, he is a little bit of a dumbass, but it's an every man sort of dumbass. It's not like he's straight up dumb. It's just that there are things he doesn't know like anybody else, you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, whenever I mean, he I... presents his idea for time travel and end game mm-hmm. and he's referencing, you know, like there's, there's only so many ways you can present that idea, but even then they kind of make him out to be a little bit stupid, you know, like, uh, yeah, no, and but this, maybe that's this... just cause Tony is smarter than everybody so he's like come on yeah fucking he's idiot. he's around different yeah. company i guess yeah. there but even still it's not like he's he is dumb out of nowhere just because he's in the same room with tony um i think it is just this movie this movie really um has just a different hold on on the character and and mm. just on i don't know what to do with the character um like it just the creative moments that were there, like I mean, I I went Paul Rudd uh, as Scott for the character. I think, like, oh yeah, character wise, I didn't really think there were many to choose from because uh, I, I mean, I think they did just a phenomenal job, like showing um, that he's not just going back into it because it is like truly, it, like truly, the, his motivation is Cassie, and like he's just mm-hmm. trying to see her sooner, and like he, yes, it, like it is one more job, which don't you know. Don't do that. Just get a normal job, whatever. But fucking Baskin Robbins. Um, I think the true enemy of this movie is just corporations at large. No, it's Um, got a really, it's got a surprisingly left-leaning sensibility, you know, mm -hmm. with his, uh, what he did to go to jail in the first place was rob a corporation uh, that, or burgle. A corporation that, you yes. know, stole money, was charging money to people they shouldn't have been and gave it back to everybody they stole from. You know, Robin Hood type shit. Uh, Come on. Love Come that on, stuff. Pretty, and pretty again, sick. feel like that just kind of slips through the cracks here on in. Like they never really like it's just a bunch of stuff that yeah. I feel like they lose sight of after this movie. Um, yeah, I think for this movie, it's there because they need, you know, to show to build a reason as yeah, to, to build a character, and then also give reason for Hank to want to choose him uh, to to pass the mantle on and and to to take the suit and everything like that. And maybe maybe that's why it's it's harped on so much in this movie is because it's needed to to further that for Hank um, and to be like, no, like obviously this this is the guy, you know, sort of thing. And and uh, even though the the clear choice is hope, you know, like it is, she she puts on the little little transmitter thing i don't know what to call that um and and just starts the sugar cube conveyor belt um with with ease and then blocks out the light like i mean that was kind of nuts like she was like kind of like going full dark side mode for a little bit there Mm. which i thought you know um was very interesting but that's who i ended up going with for performance um and i don't know maybe maybe it is this was this was one of my very early uh celebrity crushes um, because of Lost, uh, the TV show, uh, she mm. is she's on Lost. I think this Lost was like the first grown up 
show that I just ever just ever watched that was not right. like a cartoon, you know, or just like any I don't know. I think it's the first show that I watched with humans that were not on Disney Channel. Um, they were not children. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she was she was uh, kind of my just one of the the early ones. But but besides that, I mean, she, I think like as far as having to actually um, act and and have different just a lot of different rent like a, a range of of scenes to go through um to be the stone cold secretary you know and then kind of play this double agent at the same time and then um one of uh, almost made a scene um performance but what really nailed her performance not in the first place um is this so this that's why it's not one of my scenes but um it's whenever it's her and hank talking um and it's it's him finally confessing um that how his his mom died uh but we know that she's not dead but how she disappeared um but but that that scene was i was like oh my god like whenever it just cuts back to her and her eyes are already watered up i was like oh fuck like i'm already like starting to lose it and then like she starts to really cry and i was just like oh damn it like i'm like um i I really and it's a fascinating that's a good that's a great scene and it's why I I I'm considering I'm between two for my for my performance. I'm between mm-hmm. Michael Douglas uh, mm-hmm. as as Hank Pym and Corey Stoll <laughs> as Darren Cross. Um but that scene is mainly why I would consider going with Michael Douglas as well. The way he yeah. presents the information and the way that he uh ooh it like uh he, the way he plays this begrudging regretful shell mm. of a man basically like he has yeah. so much he wants to he wants to say as so much that he has inside of him that he's incapable of portraying to his daughter um and i mm-hmm. think that it's i think he does a brilliant job with it and they do they do great in their scenes together you know i think that there's uh there's a moment whenever it's before he tells her uh for sure and he's like considering it's after him and paul after him and paul rudd talk about like uh him going subatomic and you know mm-hmm. if he goes subatomic he could shrink forever and into eternity and then he just kind of like leans back and he you know he just kind of thinks for a second about obviously why he would say this um and uh it's it's really good he's really affecting so uh it, i think i'll go with him mm-hmm. because he gives a little more of a nuanced performance than Corey stoll does Corey stoll okay. does a really good job it's just really a, a character yeah. who's already pretty fucking nuts descending into even more madness, which I think this movie doesn't really. That might be my one gripe about the movie is that I wish it would have been a bit more forgiving of Darren at the beginning. I wish there could have been a little bit more of a goodness in him. He's already not a good dude. At the beginning of this movie, and it makes him yeah, more and more and more, more terrible. He hasn't um, used it on himself. Exactly, he's still testing the stuff. It's on the suit. Um, that's why I'm like, mm. I, I think that. I mean, it's fine, but I, that might be the logic flaw in this movie is that I think they even mention that he's kind of going on that road because of using it, but he hasn't used it. That's the point of the tests they're running. Um. Wait a Okay. So whenever whenever he you push the button on the suit, 
it's the suit that shrinks. I, you know, mm-hmm. because every time they just try to just shrink someone by themselves, it doesn't work. They just die. It just, yeah. you're splat. They eventually figure it out. Yeah. The sheep or the lamb, whatever, gets shrunk. It's the container that they shrink. It is inside the container. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, so, but the sheep is still shrunk. Like, you know, it's just shrinking everything mm-hmm. around it as well. So maybe. I feel like it, that's the part that kind of went past me is like, there's when is it ever entering your system? You know, like, it's not like it's going into his blood. Like, is it injecting into his vein? Is there, is that part of the suit? You know, it's actually going into his blood, you know, maybe that's that's the purpose of placement of the buttons. Like it's actually like, like, like it's pricking him. Maybe, um, headcanon sort of thing they obviously never do anything to confirm that but um that Mm. is interesting i hadn't i hadn't considered the fact that it doesn't actually i guess it maybe it might i don't know i just how could it chemically affect someone uh, without it entering his blood and maybe it's it is just the the mere fact of shrink maybe it's not the particles itself it's just the fact of shrinking and and unshrinking that's like pretty i'm pretty sure he expressly talks about how it's the particles that have an effect on the brain um so like that's Mm. my thing like maybe that is we were looking for the logic flaw and i think that might be it i don't know when the particles would actually interact Uh, with fuck it they're toxic or some shit you know it's just maybe it's just being in the presence maybe just be like it clearly courses through the suit you know, yeah. maybe it's just being engulfed and it's given off like yeah, a radiation of some sort. It doesn't need, you know? The, you know, they say that the particles make you go crazy, you know. Yep. And, and so that's just how but, it yeah. works. Anywho, I would have preferred that Darren yeah. seem a little more sympathetic at the beginning. Like, don't get me wrong. I like that he's a, I like that he's the villain and you know he's the fucking villain. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a good way to portray the evil tech CEO. I think that's mm-hmm. great. I love that stuff. So like uh I think it makes it easy for Scott to recognize that he's not going to like him. I think it makes it easy that uh the thing that it doesn't make easy is why the fuck this is Hank's successor. Why is this the guy Hank thought could be the one? Uh that part kind of loses me. Um mm. because from the get-go he's a pretty shit guy. Um well, I guess there is also this beef between him and Hank because Hank just left. He was like, peace, like I'm out and, and I'm taking all my work with me. You know, good luck trying to replicate this particle. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe as that well. just soured it's, him. He was he was already, you know, and he's like, well, what the fuck? You know, you I was I'm mentoring you. I, I my my whole life's devoted to you. And then you just leave and we don't even finish, you know, the work that we were doing. That's fair. And then now you're not helping at all. You know, I guess maybe he, before that moment, maybe Darren was normal and, and more like Hank and, and everything. Yeah, um, he must have been. He must have been. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's fascinating to see come Quantumania when he has his sort of redemption of sorts. Mm-hmm. We've never seen him be good at all. You know, like, like we're not watching him return to normalcy. We're watching him turn to something we've actually never seen him be. Yeah, um, he actually was just down to ride with Hydra. Was like, you know, 
and maybe he's just too naive. I don't know because he says, oh, no, they're different now. Don't worry, you know, I think, or something along those lines. So maybe he's just that dumb that they were like, oh, no, 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 no. We're just called Hydra, but we're not We're not actually Hydra. You know, maybe they're just no, playing. He wants, he wants the money. They're just playing him, but um, no. So he's, yeah, I think it, it's just every, if you can count Hydra as a corporation, Kind of seems that they are these days, you know, when he says, like, uh, we're in yeah. the business of toppling governments now. Um, this is true. Yeah, so if you can consider Hydra a corporation, that's, like, just the the main villain of the movie. It's cross-industry, or cross-technologies, Hydra, mm-hmm. and yeah. Baskin oh, Robbins And there's also, it's a fascinating well. <laughs> I don't know, it's the hidden, it is the hidden villain, dude. They fire Scott. What the fuck? You know, it's like... I guess if, like, Edward Snowden, if you hired him, you know, obviously you just got to fire the guy because then, like, you would just be raided. You know, the FBI would raid Baskin-Robbins over right. and over. So, like, that makes sense. But, like, I don't know. Maybe, that maybe I don't know, it would attract more I attention. Don't I don't know. but I suppose but, like, that he lied about being an ex-con so that he could get the job, which is why they fired him. Um, yeah. I, cause I was thinking it's not legal for them to fire him because he's an ex-con. Uh, but if he lied about it, I think that yeah. it becomes legal. Um, yeah. Um, but a little detail that I'm definitely going to headcanon from here on out. Luis, the reason he was put away was not stealing one smoothie machine, but two smoothie machines and where from I gotta think it's Baskin Robbins because yeah. it, why are they all like Baskin Robbins they always, always finds out they always, they find, always out find out you know that's yeah. like it's it's just I don't know I I think it's if there is any corporation because obviously they're I don't know if Baskin Robbins is paying Marvel for this or if this was you know so yeah so they're paying them so even though that Baskin Robbins is paying Marvel for this they're still seen as just a villain you know you are firing the main hero and. And at least in my head canon, uh, the reason Luis went away as well. All the boys kind of fuck fucking hate Baskin Robbins, so they have some beef against it. So I, I gotta think that there's some some history there yeah, um, no, with Baskin Robbins. But, I, I like the head canon mm-hmm. there. I like the idea that yeah. he stole Baskin Robbins smoothie machines. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, I think that's why. why why make him steal smoothie machines? You know, like what? Uh, you like it could any crime, any crime at all, but he steals smoothie yeah. machines. I mean, it, it would have been like more on the nose. Baskin Robbins. Yeah, would have been more on the nose if it was like an ice cream machine. If they specifically said ice cream machine, I would have like it's like it's over. But a smooth, it is a little different, you know. Baskin Robbins. Yeah, is no, a, also like uh, a, that part whenever the manager is like, "Grab a mango, freeze on your way out." Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll act like I didn't see it. You know, it's like, go fuck yourself, man. God damn uh, it's, it, dude. It's incredible. I love it. Uh, and then Paul Rudd, uh, Scott Lang actually gets like employee of a lifetime in Quantumania from Baskin mm-hmm. Robbins. You know, yeah. he gets, uh, he gets recognized. He gets a little ribbon cutting and stuff at a Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Uh, oops. You fired an Avenger. Uh, that's, that's his next job. I think actually. Yeah. Yeah. His next job is becoming an Avenger. So. Sorry, I think he upgraded a little bit um, yeah. from from ba- nothing wrong with Baskin Robbins, but I'd rather be an Avenger. Um, I would too, if personally. if I could choose, um, and and to to have a suit in which oh dude, I mean this I'd rather have an Iron Man suit, 
But imagine the combination. I don't know that I would. You know? I don't know that I would. Really? You take I, I the, I, you take an Ant Man suit over I an think Iron Man I would, suit. I think I would take an Ant Man suit. I you think know, that. Oh, and obviously, Iron Man. There are functions of the Iron Man suit, and which would be very nice to integrate. Like, basically, the only thing I would want the Iron Man suit for, as opposed to this, is flying. Yeah, I'll be able to fly. I appreciate that this doesn't have any weapons built in. I think that's hard. I think that's dope as fuck. There's no weapons on this motherfucker besides him. He is Tony's the weapon. didn't now. at first. Oh. They were just repulsor, you know, uh, stabilizers. Uh, mm. Then he realized, oh, well, you know, I could make these weapons. Uh, so, you know, it, uh, would you would you also have the ant transmitter thing? So do you do you have the ability to have an ant army as well, or do you just have the ability to go small and big? Um, and that's it. Like if you have the Ant Man suit, do you also have the ant? Do you have Antony? Can you fly with Antony, or no? You know that. Uh, uh, that's a, that's a good question. Is the is there an ant transmitter built into the suit? Because if it's built into the suit, yes. I think that's part of it. Um, I feel like there was probably one built into the helmet. Why not? So. You know, Hank was so. the only dude wearing um, that thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I like to. I like to think that that's the case. Um, Maybe it's not as easy as an answer. Then you know, I, I was very the, on the, the side of an the reason Iron I go Ant Man is because I don't have much reason for all the um, all the amenities in the Iron Man suit. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. It's hilarious, and I know, like, I know why they don't do this. Uh, Paul Rudd's a, he's not a tall man. He's a, he's a little guy. If I was him, I'd be making myself at least six inches taller. I would, I would, I would absolutely oh, be rocking it at six. My foot God, I didn't even think of this. But so you're per, you would, you would just grow. It's like, you'd be it's a, like you'd clicking be the corner. It's like clicking the corner on a picture to make mm-hmm. it bigger. You're just yeah. you're not just getting taller. You're just like you are you're growing bigger. in every proportion. Yeah. Oh my god. That okay. But you would be in the suit. You can't even take the helmet off. Could you take the helmet off? I'm like, do we know the mechanics behind this now? Like when he, he gets big, big, he always has the helmet on. And when he gets small, yeah, he, he always can't he can't take, take the helmet off even when he gets small. No. Well, because in Quantum Mania, whenever he's like, there's like millions of him, he has the helmet off. But is he small? He's just in the quantum realm, you know. That means he's so tiny that he's in the quantum realm, though. Yeah, but do yeah, the but he's not. But he's not game. using the suit to get smaller or bigger. You know, it's just how that's the size everyone is in the quantum realm. Everyone is just that size. You know, that's around him. So I think I think if you get bigger, right? Or smaller, but they used the shrinking. The they used on. shrinking tech to get there, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's more about the physics of the quantum realm, whether or not they operate. He, the he got or. in this movie. He gets to the quantum realm, and he just he he stops eventually. You know, eventually he doesn't go any smaller. He's just there. Um. And he reaches that size. I think that's just the size. Ant-Man and the Wasp actually answers our question. Remember when he's walking around and he's like three feet tall in the in the elementary school? He's not wearing a suit during that. So he could absolutely be six foot five uh, without the suit on if he wanted to. So you just boom, take the suit off. Yep. And then and you're, you're just. Tall. And the suit's that size. Hmm. 
but something in the helmet to keep you from going crazy. So you could be six foot tall, but you eventually go mad and you're crazy. Um, Um, That might be the other. That's why Hank or Darren, that's what he's been doing. He's not, he's actually five foot two in reality, but he just puts the suit on. He gets up to his height and then that's how he's actually using it. Um, He he is doing the strategy. Yeah, he is doing the strategy that everyone would do. Um, it's true. Okay. True. If I had Anthony, I think I'd take the Ant-Man suit, actually. Well, it's just you can fly so much. You can faster. fly. It's a different kind of flying with an like Iron Man. actual flight. Like, I yeah. mean, that's like, that's actual flight, and I can zoom. I could go to Europe in an hour. Um mm-hmm. So that's yeah. That's maybe it's a bit. There. Maybe it's a bit blasphemous to say I'd go but, to the Ant-Man because while I said I wouldn't use any of the other amenities in the Iron Man suit, the amenity of flight that alone is pretty fucking cool. That's uh, all I need, man, and just being yeah. indestructible. Like, just I could I could crash into a mountain and be fine. Like, if I do yeah. fuck up and I do I, and I'm gonna crash, I'm gonna be fine. Like, the suit's just kind of indestructible. What the fuck did he actually make it out of? Like, holy shit, I've never really thought about that. Dude is just, I think some alloy. I think they do mention it. Some they some do, alloy. but it's not indestructible. Um, We've watched it get destroyed. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, he watched his homie get paralyzed while Ooh. wearing the suit. That this this is fair. Um, this so it's is not true. a guarantee. It's not a guarantee you'll be okay. Pretty um, indestructable. You're pretty safe. Um, you're pretty. A lot but you know, it's it, it. the the risk reward here is varied. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not in, in as much danger in the Ant Man suit as long as you're avoiding getting stepped on. Because um, I mean, if you don't have a Falcon visor that tells him where scott is how the fuck are you going to do anything against scott you know like i mean i loved the theories of endgame whenever it was out it's like ant-man could just crawl up thanos's ass and then blow him up from the inside easy money war over you know it's like and and the fact that that's just like kind of the 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 surefire strategy that like would win without a doubt i think is hilarious and i also it's think like, it's so funny that everyone was taught like it could literally be any orifice um yeah but everyone was it the butt it always yeah, everyone was centered butt. on the asshole you know i mean it's funnier uh, it's way funnier. Oh, it, it's so much like, funnier to think about that one. that's why uh, but uh it is hysterical like i'd never considered during all that that he it's could go through any orifice and be the fine. The ear, the uh, mouth. Yeah, yeah it, just, exactly. it doesn't matter. Um, and who knows? Maybe Thanos has more orifices that we don't know about. He is an alien. Uh, what if he's so, got four buttholes? We don't um, know. He might not have a butthole. Could just that, be nothing down there. That could be. I mean, yeah, that could be true. Uh, we don't know these things. But what we he's do just know. just fucking Ken dolling it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. That's that's why he's so strong. Is like he never what, nothing is wasted. Everything he eats kind of just uh, stays. Yeah, that's um, why he just grows. Mm-hmm. I'd like yeah. to see what kind of nude blob he's packing under those gold armor plating. Yeah, it's it's like I don't know if 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 his chin is anything to reflect. I feel like that's like that's gotta be like I don't know, kind of what his ball sack is looking like a little. You know, that's what everyone compares it to. Um but I, I feel like his butt's pretty normal look. I feel like he, I mean, I don't know. It's humanoid. We all poop. I feel like everyone's pooping. Um, we're all just poop factories at the end of the day. Um, when it's which all, is a weird all thought. Considered. A weird, um, weird thought. 
However, you not going with um, Michael Douglas, I don't know if I want to do this because Scott is such a good character in the movie that like it kind of feels wrong to go with anyone but him for the character. Oh, I am going Michael Douglas. Oh, you. Oh, that's right. You didn't go with there. Oh, that's why. Okay, if you didn't go with Michael Douglas, I wanted to switch my character from Scott to Hank. Um, possibly because he was, I thought, I don't know. I thought he was actually like a really, really cool character on this watch. Uh, particularly like, you know, he, he's the one slamming, uh, that fucking, uh, what is, what is that dude's position? Is he shield? Is he like the, not Stark, not, um, the other guy, not Peggy, just the other guy. What is yeah, he he's not Hydra? He so he's okay. So he's okay. Um, like slamming that dude's head down at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, like coming back, and he's like, "Yeah, long time no see." You know how's how's uh, yeah, like oh man, like I, he was just a badass through and through. And then it's this very weird gray area of um, stumbling upon something that could change the world, but deciding to hide it away um, and everything like that. And it's like uh, on one hand, it's you know obviously in the hands of the people who would have gotten it at the time, probably would have gone bad, and the the world would not have been a better place for it. Um, but then at the same time, is it seen as jealous, you know, or jealous, uh, selfish, uh, to keep it all for himself and to work on it only for him, and it's him and his wife uh, that have these suits and that can do anything, and they are these soldiers now that, that are untouchable. They are basically mm-hmm. invincible. Um, and... So there's there's that angle to it, which was really cool, and that that all comes from the hair, the character of Hank. And I thought like I just did the most thinking with Hank, um, with his character, and like on, on this watch, and I I like to think of him as this, you know, kind of starting out as a scientist, but then realizing he's fucking invincible as a, as Ant Man. So he goes around just doing whatever he wants to do eventually becomes a soldier and then he's like oh wait like what the like what the fuck did i get into you know sort of thing um i don't know a a prequel could be really really cool um, oh i've i've i want the new newly opening x uh, X x-men 97 is going to be the first thing under the new official branch of marvel animation does that Um, timeline work does that timeline oh, work? Ninety seven would be about ten years after Janet died. So I wasn't really saying that I wanted ten to years pop after. Up. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't really saying that I wanted to pop up in X Men ninety seven. I'm hoping that Marvel Animation takes advantage of the medium properly and does stuff oh. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, does give us like I mean a Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne prequel, Ant Man and the Wasp doing seventies Ant Man and the Wasp shit. Would oh, be shit. super it was fucking like cool. The Cold War. They like saved the fucking planet. Like that. That just kind of was like a, a brushed by. Like because it's it's more. Oh, you're over empowered by like how hope is reacting to this story. You know that that that's kind of what you're more focused on. But like, if that bomb would have hit the United States of America, coming from the you know from the Soviet Union at the time or U.S. Yeah. or whatever. No, that launches the World War. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's over, and that you know, and I think that's why like it's it's zero hesitation. Uh, it's like yeah, I, well, his regulators fucked. We got to stop global destruction. I gotta go. Um, gotta go subatomic. That's just such a cool 
thing to say. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, the, I, I feel like it's subatomic. Like these, they, it's this really, really cool blend of science and superpowers, um, which is, is just really, really cool. Um, and, and like, I don't know. I, I, I even like when Hank strolls up into, you know, his old building and, and, you know, the guy's like, uh, ID please. And it's like, I think that'll suffice. You know, it's like, yeah. it's kind of cringy. It's whatever. It's cliche, yeah, but like, it's like, oh man, yeah, he's that yeah. dude. He's kind of that dude. Um, and Michael Douglas does a brilliant job of portraying himself as mm-hmm. that dude, you know, like that's why, yeah, that's why it works, you know, because if he wasn't so sure of, like he does such a great job mm-hmm. of being so sure of himself while being so insecure in his home life like he he knows he's incredibly intelligent he knows he's got everything else on lock except for his relationship to his daughter and that's the only time you ever see him nervous that's the only time you like whenever she's like i'm telling you i need to be the one who does this he's not going to be able to do it and he goes no you know he's like that is it no you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's paul rudd like kind of like oh uh it's, guy, it's 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 really good awkward you know? to be in the middle uh, of yeah and and man you know ah it, it a lot of times in the mcu people say like uh serious moments are ruined by like a one-liner joke or something like that and 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 i'm crying my ass off over here and then paul rudd you know and, and interjects and he's like mm-hmm. oh my god wow what an amazing moment and i just start laughing but like it i wasn't like mad that i had to stop crying it was like yeah, I was it, I was just crying, and then I was laughing. All of you know, I was like, "Oh, you fuck!" No, like I, I, it, um, I don't know. I, they, I the was... joke is that he's there. You yeah. know, like it's not like they, they that works within the context of this scene, yeah. and so like I, I, it didn't bother me either. But the thought had obviously mm-hmm. occurred to me. Um, there are a lot of times where a, a joke is ruins an emotional moment for the sake of just being funny this is just it's just funny that he's here during this moment at all yeah like maybe that is why it was funny is because i'm like oh shit he is here like he is yeah witnessing this well i mean like the tone switch going into that scene is already jarring whether it's good Mm -hmm. or bad i'm not really sure it it doesn't strike me It, it 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 hits hope with the suddenness that it would hit us, you know? So like mm-hmm. it works, you know, she goes from having a really nice moment with Scott in the car where he finally gets it. He starts showing them, he, they pick up the penny and spin it for him and stuff. And he's like, yes, you know, like we've done it. Good job. I think you're ready. And they go inside and Hank's posted up against the wall. He's like your mother. And it's just like, that's, that's immediately, that's, that's immediately after. So like, uh, it, you're right. It really, he is just like, just hand on the wall, just waiting yeah. for them to enter the room. And it's like, all he, right, he doesn't even time. look, he just hears it's them. And time. it's like, yeah, it is time mother. to drop this, this canon event on you, daughter. Yeah. Uh, I hope you're this ready. Massive, um, this massive trauma dump for you. Um, wow. Yeah, that's incredible. I, you know what? I did actually change my character, uh, to Hank. Um, good, good. And, and I don't, I don't want to, to draw away from Scott. I, I do think that as far as the movie's concerned, Scott is definitely the best overall character. Like, that's 
the whole movie is centered around him. It's all about him and his daughter and, and his motivations and him finding the suit. All, everything is is completely centered around him. But but I I don't know. Hank was did have the the most um kind of taking me out and making me just think about random things that like I would mm-hmm. like to see. I don't know. Like I would like to see that uh him and his wife back in in but, the time whenever they're fucking it up and in their oh, prime. I would love that. I would love that. There's a lot of stuff like it's ironic that a lot of the corny comic booky stuff actually comes from Michael Douglas. It actually comes from Hank Pym. Like the hmm. so he he gets to deliver a lot of the corniest lines and the most comic booky moments in the movie and they're grounded because Michael Douglas does a great job delivering. Like at the end of the movie whenever he's having the conversation with Scott and he's like a so you did it. You came back from the quantum realm. And he's like, yeah, I did. And he's like, you know what? You did good, son. And Paul Rudd leaves. And I can't remember exactly what he mm-hmm. says, but he goes, can it be? Or something like that. Yeah. Like, uh, could could it really uh-huh. be? And it's could like. Could it be possible? Is it possible? Yeah. Or something along. Yeah. Like, could it be? I think maybe could it be? That might be. Yeah. It, uh, like, And but... that's just. That's not a normal thing normal people like, say. You know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, by yourself too in a room. No one's around. Um, Could it be? Like the mm, sense, I've, I've come across something the, interesting. Yeah, he like, does a brilliant job of blending like melodrama and comedy, and kind of bringing it to this mm, this middle yeah. point that's really funny. You know, like it ends up landing in a comedic way, but like it's also believable. It doesn't seem like this is yeah. like. He's not out of place in this movie, which really, mm-hmm. like, I, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I want Michael Douglas to be my performance for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, he's okay. reaching a uh, he's reaching so he's a, a tank on his yeah. tank on his keychain uh, at all times. Bro is strapped to the ultimate yeah. uh, degree. Uh, yeah, this this technology would be kind of get. I mean, game changing. Even if you couldn't shrink yourself, if you could just shrink normal shit, imagine travel. Airplanes, you wouldn't have to pay 50 bucks for an extra suitcase. You're just, you can bring your, Hank brings his house with him eventually. You could literally build a mansion. You could, you could spend your whole life savings on this one house, but you could bring it anywhere you want. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the logistics of that is a little bit troublesome because whenever you make your house big, say you just go to an island and then you put your house down and then make it big. Does it just like metal well with the ground there or is it going to like fuck up, you know? I guess there's probably some some other stuff that goes yeah. on. Um, but Hank's smart. He can figure it out, um, I bet. No, this I don't know. Very underrated, I'd say that that's that's kind of the thing I, I'm always taking away from this mm-hmm. is like, how do I not think of this movie more? Like, it's it's crazy how like how good it was, um, how good everyone performed. That Scott, that Paul Rudd is like fourth in the movie, um, and he still did so well. So, oh yeah, um, it's a it's a sorry, my dogs are running around upstairs, so I'm having a tough time yeah. focusing on what I'm saying. Um, no problem. No, yeah, I, I I'm with you, man, and I didn't really realize it until Quantumania was coming out last year, and I was re, I rewatched the Ant Man movies ahead mm-hmm. of that um, about a year ago, around this time now, uh, and it was then that I realized I was like, oh wait a fucking minute, Ant Man is a special comic book movie, you know? It's it's very yeah. singular, it stands alone, and I think it it, it loses its sauce 
in the the next entries and man, we got Lawrence Fishburne coming in the next one. It's like man, we got a boy Morpheus up in here and and it's just I don't know I I don't I don't really remember anything of the second one. We got um, Ghost. Yeah, but like as far as the story goes, I'm like I don't know. I just don't don't remember much and like or remember how, if it was good if it's bad if it i like nothing i remember really nothing of that movie maybe i just watched it one time and that was it i think that's probably um how it went down but i've definitely seen this one a couple times i'd say um this one is so i have revisited it and mm-hmm. this one definitely wasn't a one and done um, no no like it, it it's 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 a good one, man. It's a solid one, and I'm uh I'm excited to get to the rating section of it here, and we can mm-hmm. really break down how we're feeling about it. But are, do you think we're there? You think it's time? I think we are. I think that's that is all the favorites done. All right. Then before we get to that, I'm gonna do the plugs here. Um, if you would head to Patreon.com/slash Penny Bloompod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. All sorts of book reviews, comic book reviews, movie reviews, and the like. For $3 a month, you can support the podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money, and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, follow on TikTok at PennyBloomPodcast, and on Instagram with the same handle. Um, head to YouTube if you're not watching us. You can watch us now, and that's a lot of fun. I got a little Ant-Man comic book on display. You know, I get a, I always have a little book on display for whatever mm-hmm. comic book movie we might be discussing. And uh, I like switching it up, I like getting the vibes going. You got the nice little Marvel t-shirt on today. I'm digging it. You got a little there Ant-Man is. down there. Ant-Man I love the it. Wasp. I'm Next wearing a new butter. jacket and I got my new glasses on. I'm feeling good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel good about what's going on here. Uh, you know, look good, play good, sound good type shit. You know, it's a, you just, you're just in a better mentality. So I think you'd have a better time watching us with that better mentality. Um, so yeah, again, YouTube, Penny Bloom Podcast, go ahead, subscribe, like, watch, comment, anything. Um, but yeah, with that, let's get into a rating. All right. So it's the last, the last one for a little bit. Last little rating we're going to mm-hmm. do for a while. And the last rating we're going to do ahead of our overhaul of a re-rating. Um, so disregard any thoughts you might have pertaining to a re-rating. We are basing this off of previous ratings, basically. Um, mm-hmm. and I imagine even so, it'll be pretty close. I, I, I don't think it's going to vary too much. How are you feeling? Enjoyment, yeah, ro- enjoyment no, wise I mean, on a scale of one to 10. I mean, it landed high on, on my list. This is, there's only one MCU movie currently to beat it and that's guardians of the galaxy and granted there is a gap between this and guardians uh like i i i don't really put this right below like this isn't just a stepping stone away from guardians i don't think um maybe if um who was the director um ayton reed or maybe it was someone else who was oh, not Edgar allowed Wright. to direct. Yes, yes. Edgar. Um, maybe if if this could have been just like the normal movie and like the movie oh, yeah. that was originally envisioned, this could have maybe been up there in Guardians territory. Um, but I think with what we got, at least it landed five on my um, my letterbox list, um, and it is only below Guardians, uh, The Dark Knight. And both Spider-Mans, uh, the first ones, um, both mm. OG 
or the the first Spider-Man movies. And and honestly, I the gut even took me above Toby's Spider movie or Spider-Man, uh, which which was kind of crazy for me. A kind of a moment where I'm like, hold on a second, a movie in which hold I on. barely think about, you know. Like I barely think of this movie at all is about to just kind of, in my gut told me to. It'll put be it more valid to reevaluate that weeks down the line when you're like, has Ant Man stuck with me? Do I think about it more? That's true. It's, yeah, yeah. No, but um, I I took it above. Uh, I mean, granted, I have the O two Spider Man movie at fourteen right now, so I've mm-hmm. got it a bit lower. Um, but I, I do have it a little differently. Five. Yeah. Okay. I do have Ant-Man at five. Um, yeah. It is below Guardians and The Dark Knight, which I have at one and three. Uh, the other two are Superman 78 at two and X-Men Days of Future Past at four. I still couldn't put it quite oh. above that. Um, and that's just uh, wow. just a bit more of an emo. I think this is a better movie than Days of Future Past. I do. Um, but there's mm-hmm. just a bit. I don't, you know, I get a little misty eyed with this movie. Um but if you go back to the Days of Future Past episode, you'll hear me confess to just falling apart at the mm-hmm. ending. So, like, uh, there's there's yeah. just a bit more getting me there. It does fall directly above. This one was, this was more where I was, I had a little hesitation. It was comfortably below the four spot for me. But my six is Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, mm-hmm. and that's I, my six as well. Wow. What'd you look what at I that? put it right above. Uh, I had to put it right yeah. closer, closer to my six than it is my four. I'll say that. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I do hold the Spider-Man movies just in a different regard. Uh, my list is, is much, I'm much more of a, um, I don't need the movie to be good. Uh, very, I, I enjoy, um, worse things a lot easier. Um, or I, I can, I don't know. I think, nostalgia is a big big factor in my list still uh, and i have i still have not gotten over that um and i don't think i ever will but, no and it's not something to necessarily um, get over you know i think but like i do i do think i am very comfortable in saying that other than guardians right now this is just like winter soldier is the closest one uh to this but like this was a surprise for the mcu so far um, I did not expect it to be this good. I remember like it being funny and it being different or like a little bit different uh, than the other ones, but I didn't remember it being this good. And actually like the story being so interwoven and like ha- having like um, Hope I... have an actual line, you know, an arc for her as well and not just to drive um, other storylines forward. Hank had his own arc. Um, everyone had their own arc. And, and mm. if – um, Darren's maybe wasn't necessarily the you know one we were hoping for. It would have been cool to maybe see him um, nicer at the beginning and then slowly you know go down that path. But I think everything was handled like very very well. Um, I'm smiling the whole time. I'm crying. I'm you know not oh, crying. I'm smiling. I, I, that, I, yeah, that's what stuck out to me about this viewing for me compared to other movies we have is that I would just catch myself fucking smiling ear to ear pretty much pretty consistently throughout the whole fucking movie Mm -hmm. man uh like during the final action sequence during that final little standoff on the train set i can't tell you if there's any other fight in the mcu that leaves me going like this 
Yeah, you know, smiling. just leaves me it's smiling like, watching awesome. the fucking screen, bro. Like, uh, like the only other one that I can even think of that might get me there or close to it is the swinging scene from No Way Home because it's just like, wow, look at all these three fucking dudes. That makes like me holy fun. shit. Um, I mean, they, yeah, that's that's just yeah a whole different that, moment there. Um, uh, Cap with Mjolnir, probably there as well. Um, but we're talking. We're talking giant fucking universe implicating things there. Yeah, we're talking um, the moments um, of the MCU, not just. Yeah, we're talking the... just normal action sequences yeah. that they've just. That's the culmination of a certain movie. Like, mm-hmm. thinking of how Yellow Jacket versus Ant Man and Ant Man One on the train set is my is probably my favorite action sequence in the MCU. It's baller. No, it's baller though. It's uh, I don't know, really creative. It's. You know, they, they have the set right there. It's just a, a girl's bedroom. So I guess whenever they are small, they have the, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming they're just using it maybe as like a, oh, dude, maybe they built a big version of the baby train set and actually were on it for a little bit. I don't know. Um, I don't know that for sure. But no, I, I mean, this, I mean, it is two, um, number two in the MCU so far. Uh, for um, the end of phase two. So that's pretty strong. To beat Guardians, I mean, that that is a whole different task in itself. Yeah, I, I can't, um, I can't. So that automatically makes it not a 10. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was probably not I was a 10 there. either. Um, yeah, I don't think I was there. Um, but the next, let's see, the next MCU movie. Probably first would Avenger. Be Iron Man 3 Ooh. out of 9.5. Wow, that one... Um, we really loved Iron Man three at the we time. Hot I don't think it it's a nine up. five now. I, it, it's still pretty high, but uh, yeah, first Avenger nine two five would be the step below and that. I think again we're looking at a situation where we gave first Avenger a nine two five. So why why not throw Iron Man three at a nine five? You know, because where I'm sitting, it'd be really nice to call this movie a nine. Yeah, but to put you it know, below, yeah the. Well, the first Avenger. Well, don't get me wrong. Uh, again, I'm going. If I if I was erasing that stuff from my mind, okay, I got you. I think it'd be nice to call this movie a nine, given what we do have. It's got to be a nine five. If that is what we've given other things, I think it has to be a nine five. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to tie Iron Man three. At least I, th- I think that is the closest comparison. Uh, you For whenever sure. you were talking about it, you were right. Like, there's a lot of a lot of uh, similarities between this and Iron Man three, and and it is just in Iron Man three. I I think I I I do find myself like just happy a lot of like it is it is a lot of things that do just make me smile. Mm. It's a lot of small things, you know. And it's, again, like, it's not, it, not the uniqueness of the of the creative choices within those action sequences, the scale of it, and this, and then when you're looking at Iron Man three, and you got the him fighting helicopters by throwing pianos at them and and doing shit like yeah. that, you know, with the creating like ornament bombs mm-hmm. and doing a little Christmas movie thing. Like that's that's the type of shit I want. And I feel like Ant Man does that. And I don't like yeah. I'm being honest, I don't think there's another movie you can honestly compare to Iron Man three and Ant Man after Ant Man. I don't think a single one of them falls into that category and you know 
I'll, I even hesitate to say it's fine because I don't think that is fine. All that means is that there's just a levelness from like there becomes mm-hmm. this. I say the Deadpool movies; those are the only ones that are are just so different. That's um, true, but but um, different movies entirely. I don't know that, that it doesn't even yeah, really feel like not, an MCU movie. Also, uh, not Deadpool. MCU. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I didn't. Deadpool three will be. Um, Wait, the, the one and two are not. No, they are. They were Fox. They were Fox boosted by the studio that did the oh, X Men movies. My God, I um, just I don't know why. I've always is it just in Deadpool three is the first time. Yeah, Deadpool three oh, is the first wow. time they're bringing oh, in a Fox Men franchise. Okay, be, maybe yeah. maybe I've known this, but I've never put the two together. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, okay, it, it's that, like the same nuts. thing as like a for Sony. Morbius, Deadpool, same same thing mm. for different companies. I see. Just, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um. Then never mind. Um. You're right. And, as far as the MCU is concerned, I'm like Guardians too. But even then, it, I mean, that's not really what this one's going for. Uh, no, and the Guardians movies are a different yeah. animal entirely yeah. when it comes to the uniqueness conversation because they. It's interesting because they fit into the universe so neatly, it feels like. I think it's the fact that the universe has become so grand and so universe-implicating that mm-hmm. dealing with gal- galactic threats makes the Guardians fit that bill a little bit more. Um, this is small. This is really intimate. This is yeah, a small that's conflict. True. That's very personal. Um, and Again, reminiscent of more Iron Man, like Iron Man 1 than it is anything else uh, when it comes to the, you know, the company yeah. being taken over by the, the asshole mm-hmm. and, you know, like that, that sort of stuff. Like they're all story, so, but large, large implication of it what could it have could a bigger the world. Yeah. Big stakes yeah. still, yes. still big stakes, but not, um, not a, an alien threat in invade, you know, an alien, invasion. not an entire planet, which I know is still his dad, which makes it intimate, but it's an entire planet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, whatever ego is, you yeah. know, I don't like. I, I don't even. He's kind of more than a planet. He's on other planets too, you know. Yeah. Like he's everywhere. His, he's all over. Yeah, weird guardian. I mean, guard. Yeah, guardians. You just get no. So that's here, like they. They are different. They are different in the scope of the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. to wow. be sure. Yeah. Very. But unique, I think though. the sci-fi genre kind of lends it to almost feeling it, it feels more familiar you know like it just like mm-hmm. you you are familiar with that type yeah. of movie, you know um yeah very underrated but, uh, man yeah i mean damn man's fucking not, good dog yeah and i mean nine five you know for now uh for now a nine five i think it'll will be adjusted a little bit but not not too yeah i think a nine sounded about right you know uh mm-hmm. if, for a, adjustment's sake i think you would be there or i would be there too um but yeah but for now, we'll go with a 9.5. And for those listening, I know it kind of takes the stakes out of our rating for us to talk about how we're going to adjust it eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, you'll be happy to know that we'll be publishing that episode where we go over our re-ratings and we'll be talking about why we feel the way we do now. And, you know, because, me- uh, you know, uh, recency bias is a very real thing. And while I like to not partake in it, you just heard yeah. that we gave Iron Man 3 a 9.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. 
And I like yeah. the movie. I like the movie yeah. a lot. I think it's a fun fucking movie. It's a fun movie. So it's, it's a super fun movie. And Nine it, five out of ten is like one of my favorite movies ever made, man. Like no. Yeah. We go in point two five increments, and that's only two increments away from a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. And and you know, that's the thing. We are on movie fifty nine of the project. Mm. <clears throat> it feels like a lot. It feels like we've done a shit ton of movies. In order to reach the current movie that is released right now, which would be Aquaman, is that the most current? Yeah. Um, Aquaman, yes. 111 is Aquaman. Fuck's sake. So, yeah, we, we still have not double 50. to go, but almost. Um, Fuck me. Almost. I thought we were getting there, man. Glad we're taking a pause. Glad we're taking a pause. Yeah. Um, Superhero movies were very here and there. Um, and then now we are about to hit the era of you get you get fucking eight a year. Uh, and here you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think is is kind yeah, of we've what been ramping it up. Fourteen was but, the first year I really noticed that. As mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, we are still in twenty fourteen. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, twenty fifteen. I guess there's only three. Uh, there's only three in twenty fifteen. Uh, twenty fourteen, four, five, six in twenty fourteen. Was that right? Two, yeah, three, four, five, five in 2014. Sorry, um, but then 2016 is yeah, I get it's starting. Uh, three, four, five, six, six in 2016, six in 27. So I guess maybe six is the magic number. It looks mm-hmm. like we're hitting about six a year. Um, I imagine 2018's ramping it up too because we got uh, Infinity War, Into the Spider Verse, Aquaman, um. Off the top seven. of my Black Panther, Captain yeah, Marvel, Captain Marvel's nineteen, yeah, yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp, I think it was twenty eighteen. So like, uh, it's just a, yeah, just a lot of fucking movies, man. Wow, yeah. So just uh, we we're there, but I guess uh, what are we on now? Oh, critically, we still have to give this a critical rating. I was going to see where this uh, laid out with all the rest of the movies, but we have not given it a critical rating. Um. Let's say what's its. Let's go back to Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah. What, what would yeah, we give Iron Man three? Comparison um, would be. Sorry, I was scrolling down to get all those movies um, in the list, but Iron Man three we gave a seven seven five, uh, which is also the first Avenger. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's a little north of that. I think, it, and again like i think this is actually going to fall about where i generally feel real life 8 i think it's an 8 out of 10 it's a good fucking yeah. movie man it's uh, i think your past that's the amazing mm-hmm. spider-man uh, first class as well i'd go so yeah. far as to say it's better than all of those but i i will keep this at an 8 um mm-hmm. i think uh, i i do like that to say it is a little bit above iron man 3 a little bit of, even above the first avenger and in the first mm-hmm. avenger I think is is impressive for it to be above. I, it's it's. I, I really really would love to have seen this movie in the original vision to see what that could have looked like because I think that that really could have taken this one to the next level. But I think so too. Um, but what we got, I mean, it wasn't bad. What we what we got was not bad. Uh, from was, it. was very from very it. awesome. It's number I think five there's I the think list, there's a really so. obvious like Peyton Reed, 
directs all three of the Ant-Man movies. Hmm. This one is the one that had Edgar Wright involved. Yeah. Yep. You had someone else. You lost someone. You lost something. Lost um, a tad that's for sure. Sauce, yeah, man. and uh, so it comes. We'll shake it out to an eight-five, uh, which but will tie. Um, it will tie X Men: Days of Future Past and Batman: Mask of Phantasm, which those are in the nine and ten slot. So this will be in the eleven slot, but a three-way tie for that, um, and then another three-way tie above that uh, for the spot above it, and then a oh, I, I was maybe in a, a two-way tie above that. So our top ten is you know you, our top ten is probably about a twenty top or five. so um, yeah. list. So yeah. Um, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, eight five. Eight I love five. that. I love that. Um, and it's a great way to round out this section of the project. It's a great way to round out February. We've been doing two a week ever since we finished Ferrari. Um, mm. Ever since we finished the Michael Mann spotlight at the end of 2023. Um, and we've been blitzing it. This has been our longest stretch of comic book movies and nothing but comic book movies since we started the project. The first wow. set of 20. I think we've done 17 straight. Um, now, obviously, Dang. the first set of 20 was, I believe, one a week. So it was 20 weeks. We've done this. So that just gives you a little bit more perspective of how overloaded we might be in comic book movies at the moment. So we've done almost as much and half as much time. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. we're we're feeling it a little bit. Yeah. You know, y'all y'all don't know comic book movie fatigue like we know comic book movie fatigue. Um, I'm going to tell you that. Uh, but we are going to take a break. We are going to take a break, and we're actually going to take a break from covering movies on Fridays. This is big. Do you know how long it's been since we've not covered a movie on wow. Friday? Oh, man. Because that used to be, was that the 52-year journey? Was that on the Friday? last Friday of 2021 was the last time we didn't have an episode on a movie on Friday. Um, wow. We've been on it, man. We've been fucking on it, and I'm proud of you for wow. that. Um, wow. But, yeah, you as well. That's incre- That's like, that's incredible. That, that's that's an like achievement. to think about. It's okay. an achievement. We man. love some movies. It's, we do. We love a long fucking, A long fucking ride here. But, just because that's the case. Next week will probably be the first week we don't cover a movie at all. Since 2021 as well, because we will be doing Thrones, the Bad Batch season three, episodes one through three next Wednesday and the Bad Batch season three, episode four next Friday. Um, And every Friday thereafter is going to be dedicated to the Bad Batch starting on uh, starting this uh, actually started earlier this week. Um, But we are going to start covering it next week so as to align with our schedule a little better. Um, And. That's a fu- that's a fun way to dedicate ourselves to something we've always been dedicated to. You know, we're pivoting from the movies on Fridays, which we've been so consistent about. But we've covered the Bad Batch since season one, episode one. So we're going to see that through to the end. We're going to cover that mm-hmm. weekly. Um, I know I said that we were probably going to be done covering TV, um, but the Bad Batch is special. So we're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with Star Wars. Um and that's going to be every Friday. We are fast approaching um, Dev Patel's Monkey Man. So I'm going to formally announce, as we have not talked about this on the air, I don't think, uh, our first ever actor's spotlight 
We spent last year doing oh. six director spotlights. We did Wes Anderson, Greta Gerwig, Chris Nolan, Marty Scorsese, David Fincher, and Michael Mann. Now we're pivoting to the actor spotlight. Now Dev Patel is directing Monkey Man. However, it is his directorial debut. So we wanted to go ahead and give him a little love. And the way we're going to do that is with a series of movies starring Dev Patel. Now we've already done a couple Dev Patel movies and the same logic applies to him as did our directors. If we've already discussed something with him in it, we mm-hmm. will not be discussing it again. So we've already done Slumdog Millionaire and we already did the wonderful story of Henry Sugar and Poison. So we've covered a few Dev Patel things. If you've ever listened to those, you know, we're big fans. So that's why he's our mm-hmm. first ever actor spotlight. Um, so we've got a, we've got a little list of movies here. We're going to be covering. Uh, we're not excluding shitters here. Uh, the first movie we're going to be covering is Avatar, The Last Airbender. I think it's just called The Last Airbender, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Dev Patel. Um, we think that with the recent Netflix series, which I might watch so that I can compare it to this. Mm-hmm. Um, True. It looks fucking terrible, though. Uh, it, it also came out earlier this week. I haven't Ooh. checked it out. We will see. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we will see. Uh, but so we think we can get a little traction with that. It's it's relevant. It's time. Uh, so we're going to cover that. We're going to cover Chappie, uh, Hugh Jackman, him, uh, robot sci-fi flick. We're going to get uh, Lion in there. Uh, mm-hmm. I've heard great things. We're going to get the Green Knight in there, which I've heard even better things about. And we're going to also get uh, what's the uh, the personal history of David Copperfield. Um, mm-hmm. so just, just a big plethora of, uh, ranging and vast different levels of quality there for Dev Patel. We want to get the good, the bad and the ugly, um, or just may- maybe mostly good and one ugly. That'd be awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's to come on Wednesdays. So next week, I know I said we're pivoting movies on Fridays. It's just moving to Wednesdays and it'll be two weeks away. Like this week's really the milestone. No movies for the first time in a long time on, on a Monday, Wednesday or Friday next week. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Been that long. Aha. But wait. Next Monday might might not be covering one movie. But many. We are covering several movies as next Monday is our twenty twenty three Penny Bloom Film Award. So there's a little loophole there. We could we could point to that. We're going to be giving our top 10 of 2023 uh, a week ahead of the Oscars. We wanted to mm-hmm. give everybody, uh, we wanted to give ourselves time to catch up on what we missed. And we wanted to go ahead and really just fucking do this thing, you know. So I'm very excited. We're going to have 10 categories for the Penny Bloom Film Awards, which is super cool. We're going to have best score, best cinematography. Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. We're also going to have Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Director, and Best Picture. So, you can expect a beefy one next Monday. Uh, we've got a lot to go over. Uh, we're, doing oh, yeah. this, we're doing Oscar rules. Five nominations per category, except for Best Picture, which will have ten. Um, and I'll probably be throwing out who our nominations are on Twitter this weekend, ahead of that. Just to you know, I, make it a little make it a little thing. Um, mm-hmm. So go ahead and follow at Penny Bloom Pod if you want to catch up with that. Um, but yeah, so big plans here. Um, 
Dev Patel spotlight coming up at batch season three, the, the last season. Not, I mean, I know we're doing awards next week, but after that, we're kicking off season eight of Thrones. So we're finishing Bad batch, finishing Thrones. We're it's we're new entering era. a new era, new yeah. era happening here. Um, new microphone era. Maybe this new this, glasses uh, era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got a, we got a whole thing going on here on the pod. So, you know, uh, thank you all oh, yeah. who might be joining us and thank you for sticking with us into the future. We're so very happy to have you. And uh, with that, I was Colton Robertson and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And I didn't steal anything. I'm returning something that I stole.